Welcome to Real Estate Investing in the Real World Podcast. The topic of this episode is, which is the better investment strategy, flipping or renting houses? Conventional wisdom would suggest that renting houses is the clear winner. And here's why. Taxed advantaged income. So thanks to depreciation, you actually pay less in, in federal and state income taxes than you do with flipping houses. Next would be mortgage paydown. As the tenant makes payments, slowly but surely a portion of that payment, if you have a mortgage, is going toward the principal and it's paying down that mortgage. Next would be appreciation. The value of the property will go up over time, in theory. And so what that means is more money over the long haul. It also means that you're building wealth. The problem with flipping a house is once you sell the house, you can never make money off that house ever again. And also, the argument goes that there's less work. It's almost like making money while you sleep. Well, how do you feel about this argument? Is that where you land? All right, well, I think you're really gonna enjoy this because you don't come to my channel to get regurgitated conventional wisdom that you can hear anywhere else. You come to this channel because you wanna learn about real world truth signal wisdom that someone could only learn if they've been in the field a very long time and done thousands and thousands of deals. And so that's what you're about to get here. All right, let's put some numbers to this. So a typical house flip, I know that there are statistics out there that say the average house flip is around $70,000, but that's complete bull. What they're doing is those stats are basically what the person paid for the house, what the house sold for, and that it was owned less than 12 months. They call that a house flip. They put it in the statistics. The point of that is that doesn't even include any of the expenses of a house flip. Our average for our apprentices nationally is about 28000 that's the net, 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 net. And that includes the ones that we fix up and the ones that we don't even touch. That we just literally, sometimes they call it wholesaling. We resell it immediately without ever touching the house. And we make a lot more than that in certain areas and, uh, and quite a bit less in other areas as well. But this is the average nationally. 28,000, that is the average profit for a flip. Okay, now let's talk about a rental home. A rental home, this is where it gets difficult in the math. So often there are uh, mistakes that people make when they look at what the cash flow of a single family home is. When you include the, the mortgage payment, you then include taxes, the fact that the insurance is higher than it normally would if you live there, and then you have maintenance and management because long term you can't have less work if you're the manager. You have to hire management. When you include all of those things, my argument is going to be that the average single family home makes about $200 a month positive cash flow. Sometimes much less, sometimes a little more, but that's the average on a single family home rental. Okay. Let me ask you a basic question. How many times, how many months, Will it take for you to get to $28,000? 140 months. That's a long time. We're almost talking 12 years here. Would you rather have $28,000 now or $200 a month for the next 140 months? I sure hope you said this. You're going to say, but wait, Phil, hold on, hold on. You have some real problems with that math. Let's talk about those problems. First problem is, Phil, this right here, 
is taxed a whole lot more than this. Fair enough. Let's do this. So first we'll draw a line through the 140. We're going to pick this apart. We're going to say that you have to pay 25% in taxes on this thing. So what you really end up with is 21000 because you paid 25% in uh, federal and or state income taxes. Okay, now we're down to 21000 How many? How many times does 200 go into 21000 105. All right. So now we're down to 105 months. That's still a long time. We're still talking eight to nine years here. You're going to say, yeah, but Phil, you've forgotten even more. You forgot appreciation. The property can go up in value. And so now you could make a lot more money when you look at the idea of appreciation long term. Love your point. Turns out Robert Schiller, who is the foremost authority on housing values in America over the last 40 years, he developed the Case-Schiller Index. And his argument over the past 120 years is that single-family homes, when they appreciate, if at all, they appreciate right with inflation, meaning they don't actually appreciate above the inflation rate. So it's somewhere in the range of 2 to 3% annually. But that, that's over 120 years. And so depending on the timing, it could be completely different. For example, if you bought a house in 2007, it may have taken you 10 years just to get right back to what the value was back in 2007. Now, if you bought a house in 2012, you bought it literally the perfect time in American history, and you've had an amazing run the last seven years. So appreciation could be there, could not be there. But here's the trick. If you own a rental property and it appreciates, how do you benefit from that? It's just on paper, right? Now, it's not a terrible thing that it's on paper. Uh, it's better than not having it. But the only way to, to capture that appreciation is to refinance, which completely kills this concept right here of the mortgage paydown. And you're hoping that the rates of rent are going up to keep up with the higher cost of insurance, the higher cost of taxes, and if you refinance, the higher cost of your mortgage. So when I say 200 a month, you might also be saying, well, this could go up. Right, but it could also go down. Taxes are going up rapidly. Insurance is going up rapidly, especially if you're near a coastal area with all the flooding that's gone on. And then if you try to actually capture any of the value that has increased the property, you could uh, run into a problem where your cash flow goes down. So I go back to the argument that even if we discount this a little bit longer, you're still talking about years and years and years and years of your life where you could have gotten that money right up front as a flip in most cases. I know there are exceptions to this rule. There are certain single family homes in the United States that you can pay $20,000 for that can rent for six or $700 a month. I get that. But for the most part, this is where you land. And even when you can do that, there's still such high maintenance in some cases costs on those kind of houses that it can make it cost prohibitive as well. So if the math shows that you can make a lot more money now, why that benefits you is this. First of all, I love rental property. I own millions and millions of dollars of rental property. That's not the issue. What we're talking about are houses. I love rental real estate. I just don't like turning single family homes into rentals in most cases. I do have a video on how you can supercharge, how you can turn them into cash flowing machines. And that is either through vacation rentals, that's through turning into a rent to own, and in some areas, if you make it into student housing. So you can turn a single family home into a money making machine, but the traditional rental where you have a normal long term tenant in there, so often, 
The math just doesn't shake out. You're better off flipping. What do you do with this flip money? Make as much flip money as you can and then go buy high ROI rental property. And that, again, you could be where you do, I do a lot of vacation rentals, but that could also be multifamily, duplex, triplex, quads. You can go even go to commercial, which is five or plus units. There are different property types that cash flow so much better. Why? It's because a single family home, a house, its primary, its highest and best use is as someone's home to live in, a primary residence. It's not primarily and for both tax base and other purposes, insurance, it's not an investment property. Meanwhile, a duplex, triplex, quad, uh, any other multifamily of any size, that's investment property. So I have an apprentice right now that's paying $20,000 for a deal in Pennsylvania that is a duplex and he can rent either side for $700 a month. Okay, that that's an investment property. $20,000 plus about a couple thousand and, and just some light fix up make sure everything's working great. Let's say he's in the deal completely at $25,000. He's paying cash for it, and he's bringing in gross rental income of $1,400 a month, and he does have two sides, so if one uh, is not paying, the other side is still paying. There are so many problems with the single-family home as a rental. Problems with renting houses, as we've already talked about, very low cash flow, and that's, that's partly due to everything else we're going to talk about here. There's high vacancy because it's a single tenant. Unlike multifamily where if one particular unit is not paying or they have moved out, you have others that can help pay the bills. Or if it's a vacation rental like I do a lot, what, what's beautiful about that is you have so many different guests, you're spreading the risk across what could be 30 to 50 or more guests in a year. Uh, next, you have a lack of efficiency. If you have several single-family home rentals, they're going to be in different areas, even if they're somewhat in the same town. That means separate roofs, separate yards, separate everything. And so there's a lack of efficiency, which means there's a higher maintenance cost because each one has its own separate everything. Whereas if these things were combined, for example, such as multifamily, uh, you'd have the same roof potentially. You'd have one yard as opposed to three. All right, so this is important. When I was first getting started in real estate investing, I ran into a guy who had owned over 100 single-family homes, and he was in the process of selling each one. As, as they went vacant, he would have it fixed up, and then he'd put it on the market and he'd sell it. And I was so puzzled because at that time, I was stuck in that conventional wisdom, and I was thinking, isn't that the goal? Isn't that the goal to own a whole bunch of properties that other people are making payments to you and you get to uh, earn money while you sleep? And I asked him that, and he started laughing. He said, you, you mean single-family homes? You you think that's money while you sleep? And he was he, he thought it was funny. He said, you know, Phil, you're brand new. I got a little lesson for you. Take a trip to the eviction court. And this was when I lived in Nashville in Davidson County. Spend a, a day there. Meet with some of the landlords of single-family homes that are at eviction court. And ask them if it's money while they sleep. And it was a good lesson. So the problem is single-family homes were not designed to be investment properties, per se, as it relates to long-term rentals. Their highest and their best use is as a primary residence for someone else. That's why the best way to monetize it in almost all cases is to flip the property to an end user, to a buyer. And in some people, they're builders, and they, and they build uh, properties from the ground up and sell it to that end user. Now, again, there are some caveats to that rule, but here's the formula. that What, what this means is how you want to become extremely wealthy in real estate. How I've done it, how many of my apprentices have done it, is this. So what you're going to do is you're going to flip houses to generate the cash flow, okay? And hopefully you can do a lot of those. 
the more the merrier. So just keep doing more and more and more and more and more and more of those. You take that cash, you're going to generate a lot of cash from this. And I understand it's, it, it, it's going to hit with more taxes. That's okay because the, the cash is so much larger, even if you gotta get hit with the taxes. And there are ways to save money, as I've said, I've got videos on that. And then you take that money, and now you buy high ROI rental property. When you do that, you get the benefits of the tax-advantaged income. You get the benefits of making money while you sleep but you do it in, a, in the most efficient way possible. Not using single family houses as your high ROI, unless you're doing some vacation rentals or some of those caveats. But instead what you're doing is you're taking flip money and you're turning into high octane rental income. And so you're getting the best of both worlds. This model right here, this is what will make you an absolute fortune. It's made so many of our people an absolute fortune, made me a fortune, and it's still doing that today, even more so than ever before, because with my apprentice's help, I, I'm flipping more deals than I've ever done in my entire life, and it's absolutely beautiful. And if you want to learn more about how to really do this business right, do consider my apprentice program, where my coaching team and I, we mentor people step-by-step uh, step and turn them into money-making machines. If you want to learn more about me, I'm, again, I'm Phil Kustiowski, by the way, with FreedomMentor.com. I've got a book, How to Be a Real Estate Investor, that I give away for free, like truly for free. Please read that if you haven't already so you can learn even more about this subject. I try to pour as much of the wisdom as I possibly can into these, these little bite-sized chunks.